Gomez there on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Cafe Couch. I'm Chris Dixon, and I think it's time we heard from Chris Roberts, uh, another street pharmacist guy. Another street Please. pharmacist guy. I'd like to say that that pause earlier is known to users as the Laudanum drop. It's the moment when the Laudanum hits. That's, <laughs> right. what, we're, that's so, what we're affecting so, live on air there. So that's what you were that's doing. That's what we were doing. Yeah, sorry. And then you just And said, then I just. I'm lost. Yes, sorry. <laughs> That's the effect of laudanum on people. You just, I it's all right, you. you're okay, but then suddenly it hits you. And what laudanum <laughs> is, by the way, is, is this a voice of experience? It's, it's, it's essentially, <laughs> no, I, I used to, there's a drugs forum on Urban 75 where they where they test all the drugs. It was brilliant. They, well, I just I just latched into their forum and did the research. Though, laudanum, whistle, you laudanum was a bit, of a, bit of a bit of a harder one. It's essentially a bitter-tasting opium cocktail made of one part powdered opium to nine parts alcohol alcohol mixer, shaken then stirred into other liquids to taste. It was first distilled by the splendidly named Philippus Aurelius Theophratus Bombastus von Hohenheim. You've practised that. You've I, done I, I, well he there. died in 1541 in person. Salzburg. He was a person wow. that has all one name. He was responsible for the name which derives from the Latin verb laudare to praise, and his version contained alongside the opium, crushed pearls, musk and amber. Thomas Sydenham, uh, I don't know if the area is named <laughs> after him, but, uh, who died in uh, 1689, I, I'm not sure if they died of uh, opium addiction, but created a simple version of opium tincture which popularised through... Though other people, it, it, they experimented adding it to ether, chloroform, belladonna, whiskey, wine, brandy, all kinds of things. It became a cure-all hit for all illnesses, as well as being prescribed as relief for menstrual cramps, restless infants and poet's block. It was cheap because it was used medicinally and Restless not infants. Restless infants. You gave your child a bit of opium, a bit of, a bit of laudanum on their, on their tongue, right. knocked them right out. Excellent. And then when you wanted to wake him up again, you gave him some tincture of cocaine, because that was that. legal as well. Yeah. Lucky kids in a 19th century. <laughs> Brilliant. Don't try this at home. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's only 1906 that all this changed, because they had to reveal the ingredients of it then. And then they found there was alcohol in it, and at which point they taxed it. So they weren't taxed. Oh, see how this worked. The, the, the opium. The opium. <laughs> no, it was a, you've got beer in that. We're not paying tax on it. <laughs> Whatever. And so, so it worked through. As a popular drug with writers, romantic poets and the pre-Raphaelite group, as well as arguably being responsible for introducing two horror genres into fiction, the vampire, Coleridge's Christabel, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, both written by Laudanum users. And there's an easy slip here into football from either genre, but the latter perhaps best exemplifies the tragedy of the Laudanum user in the modern game. This is in the shape of those northern giants who helped create the monster known as the Football League. No wonder some of these teams become addicted to the sweet dreams of Laudanum and come around sweating a century later mumbling about the glorious Invincibles, Preston North End, the time we won the league, Newcastle, and we bloody well invented it in the first place, Sheffield. <laughs> when these sleeping beasts of the game awake, spluttering and bewildered in a strange new world where unheard of teams called Arsenal... Chelsea and the former Newton Heath and St Mark's win everything. Naturally, they have to be sedated again by gentle nurses in white coats with the tincture of sweet opium-laced brandy of the past. They're narcotic like their team, fallen from fashion. Though an insight into the fans' response can be gleaned from a, a rare letter to the Preston Dispatch from the mid-70s. It describes how one fan reacted to a home defeat by Wrexham. Went home took a basketful of withered poppies and picked out the poppy heads, pierced the capsules with a sewing needle and then dropped into a small glazed crock and set it near a stove for the opium to sweat out. Afterwards, mix the extract with sugar and alcohol to make it easier to drink. Do not try that at home, kids. You'll get me arrested. Next week, it will be LSD and the football shirt. Ah. 
Oh. 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 Goalkeepers. That's, Goalkeepers. that's you taking Sponsors things off logo. the gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's move back into the 21st. Don't believe so that's the street pharmacist. We should, uh, we, we'll, we'll skip talking about drug 